We're at war. No one wants to admit it, but humanity is under attack. One very specific man might be all that stands between humanity and the greatest threat of our brief existence. Reapers are still out there. If we lose Shepard, humanity might well follow. I will show you true power. We need a leader. And surround them with the brightest, the toughest, the deadliest allies we can find. fight to the Collectors in person. Looking forward to the action. Attacking the Collectors would require passing through the Omega-4 relay. No ship has ever returned from doing so. The team will have to be strong. Their resolve unquestionable. man i'm sorry but that is just like for the, the coolest, win that is the coolest trailer that i have seen in ages um dave i have to say that it was interesting that you and me were talking about at the start of today we were trying to figure uh, you, out you and i okay fine you want to you want to you <laughs> go nazi, nazi? really at this, at this point in the show you're calling it you a nazi <laughs> a at the beginning nazi. of the show and what's that about my grandma <laughs> fuck you sorry um, okay, so anyway, basically what hey, I was saying is... Have you got that out of your system now? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always one blast at the start of the show. Well, you I'm just can't let the intro happen. Why is there so happen. much negative space between Josh's head? And look look at that. There's like... Because he slumps when I'm setting better. up the camera. I'm sorry that I slump. You know what? Shut the fuck up and let's do a show, okay? It was interesting though, Dave, that we were talking about trying to find another trailer because we used that one last week. There is no No, there's trailer. no other trailer. There is no other trailer apart from that one. Hi, guys. Welcome to Platforms. If you haven't actually come to the show before, um, you're probably wondering what the chaos and madness is that's and happening right about now. And shame on you for not coming And yes, show. of course, shame on you for uh, not, not already... Not shame knowing. on you. That, that happens later. Um, anyway, welcome to the show. This is our 18th episode, um, which is which is making me quite proud. We've managed to get 18 episodes out of this thing. 18, is- just like the women that I like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for everyone. Shit, did I say that on air? Oh damn! Yeah, I think you just be did. The first. Wouldn't be the first time, Dave. Would not be the first time. We are part of the Geek Actually Podcast Network, and if you're wondering what we do, well, we're a games show, but we're not like every other game show, and the reason we're not like every other game show is because we're not very good at being PC, we usually swear a lot, um, there's a lot of bad mouth, uh, bad mouthing Potty comments. mouth. Potty mouth, <laughs> as it may be, and uh, basically, we will give our opinions as honestly as possibly uh, as we possibly can, because at this stage, we're not being paid for this, so we uh, have that advantage. Um, anyway, uh, to introduce around the room, obviously, I'm Josh Philpot. I'm one of your hosts. Um, yeah, I've been around the gaming industry for a while now. I thought we might as well do a little bit of a refresh in case somebody is near. Um, I've worked on uh, both sides of the counter now, both, uh, you know, doing the, uh, 
journalists talking Buying about the and games selling, and also yeah. selling the games. So um, on the other side of the table, of course, we have Dave Kaziki, who is Hello, everyone. a freelance journalist. I am, I am. I work for uh, wonderful publications as uh, official PlayStation magazine, uh, Australian Penthouse, and uh, I have recently started writing for Telstra's Game Arena. So get, get out there. Yeah, well, well done. And of course, behind setting it up, behind my show notes flying in at 3.45 in the morning while I'm <laughs> drunk, the man that pieces together it and tries to get out any uh, spelling mistakes I might add in. I'm a David McVeigh 3, apparently. <laughs> Dave McVeigh 3. We killed off the first two. It's nice to see your beard growing back, dude. Hey, it's, 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 look, it's getting there. It's getting, it's there. getting there. You're getting almost to the point where you could create static charge. Look, on the that camera. Because it's, because it's... <laughs> I just got this vision of him coming in, like one of us will be sitting here and it'll be like a family guy. Let's see if it actually does the work yet. Huh? Oh, wow. That's, that's horrible. That's really, really horrible. Um, and of course, uh, we're just going to give a, a special shout out to the man that uh, controls our chat room that makes sure you guys are behaving yourself. Um, we don't have a camera on him, but uh, Shane. Let us. <laughs> Shane or Nexus, as you will know him for. We, in the we chat have room. we have not shown him to protect the yeah. innocents. If you need so, if you need to get something across to us, we're not monitoring the chat room as well as we used to because, well, to be honest, there's too many of you now, and it's very difficult to do that. <laughs> Look how politically correct he is. I prefer to think of it as "fuck you guys." <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. Right. Um, but anyway, if you need anything said, make sure it goes through Shane because Shane can get it to us. Uh, all right, moving on. Well, we may as well move into our first section, which is news. And Dave, this one's all yours, man. Tell us about NBA Jam, the re-release. Is basketball, you <laughs> bounce the ball, you pop it in the hoop, and away you go with the scoring of the points. Okay, now what is different between this and other games? Basketball games? Uh, look, uh, first of all, you all look like a bobblehead. You get, you get a bigger head. There you go. That's the one. Apparently, there's like five expressions on each character. This is a remake of a uh, old arcade classic, which happened when, uh, when, uh, well, old Dave, being me, was young, young Dave. Young when, Dave. when it was actually okay for me to chase after uh, sixteen and eighteen-year-old women, as opposed to now, where it's not. Um, but uh, no, NBA yeah, Jam was, laws a, was about that now. <laughs> just, to, just only if you get caught. Uh, (laughs) no look it it was it was tremendous fun it was a very simple game you know it it was just uh if i think if you got three or four shots in a row it just came into this on fire stage and it was basically he's on fire you you couldn't miss it was a ridiculous amount of fun it is a definite simple arcade classic Mm. and uh this is this is part of the slew of games that is coming back uh We've just found out that, which I didn't put in the show notes, which I probably should have, but Sega have announced uh, Afterburner Climax, which is a reworking of the, uh, the old school uh, flight simulator Top Gun style mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've got to say, I'm pretty fucking excited oh, about dude, that Oh, dude, I watched that trailer as well, and it is fucking excellent. Like, it is just sexy yeah. in every way or form. They've spent a lot of time trying to keep that uh, sort of standard style, you know, arcade classic look but still bring it forward and make it sort of And a it lot looks more. incredibly fast. Like yeah. I mean it really does That's look like you're going to be you're going to be putting the pedal to the metal and uh, kicking the tires and light the fires big daddy. Exactly. And the only soundtrack that I will be playing to that is the Top Gun 1 soundtrack which Anything will be... by Kenny Loggins is yeah. applicable. To yeah, this. absolutely. Just <laughs> highway you're... highway to the danger zone on repeat. You must spike your hair, bleach blonde tips, possibly kill somebody in an airplane. <laughs> And then uh, come back and have a talk to a mustache guy and redeem yourself. But the picture would not be complete without a mullet. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, in- interesting yeah. side note, just out of nowhere. Uh, 
Backup pilots in Top Gun, because I watched the Blu-ray recently, mm. backup pilots were Bill Paxton and Adrian Pazgar, uh, who plays Nathan Petrelli in Heroes, mm. as a young douche pilot. It was fucking awesome. I was looking around the room, I was like, God, this transfer is awesome. Look at that guy. That's anyway, awesome. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> All right. Well, look, um, I think the graphics in it look absolutely ridiculous. One and I'm actually... What? Yes, abs- absolutely That's ridiculous. That's right? But it's... Look, a black man in a Celtics uniform. What is the world coming to? Sorry, I had to say that. Look, I have no idea where um, where that's going to be like, and I'm not sure whether anyone's actually going to need to check that out. But hey, it's coming soon, and it will be we only. So we will. I wait. see. I see what you thought. Hey, down look, the man, I'm just saying it looks uh, it looks kind of piss all over my child. I'm sorry, it actually yeah, looks no. like a Wii game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, man, I'm not saying the original was great. I, know, time, I, I, came, just... I came in feeling nice and feeling <laughs> a lot of love for the show, but now. Wow. Okay, that was yeah. Quick. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the next story of the day, Alpha Protocol. Anyone remember that? It was that game about six years ago that they advertised being basically you being a Bond or New Bond or any other kind of secret agent we've ever had. You could be I believe style. from his accent that he's clearly a Russian secret agent. <laughs> and uh, the thing that, of course, brought everyone interested in this is it was done by Obsidian? Uh, yes, which yeah. was another uh, one of the offshoots from uh, Bioware. Exactly. Uh, they actually did, I think their first game was uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2 was the mm. first one that they did, and then they splintered off. And this game has been... Uh, Delayed more than Jesus. I don't even know what to compare it to. It's, because it's, it's really hard because every screenshot, yeah, every screenshot <laughs> you get is not actually that interesting. It's kind of cool, but it's kind I, of. I like it. Look, I, lo- the I love idea the idea. Of the, the concept of the game is brilliant, Dave. Like, I mean, I totally agree with you. And mm. it's just, it's sad that it just constantly keeps getting that. Yay, wait a little longer. Wait a little longer. And it reminds it me of like going. a chick you're dating, and you know she's a virgin, and she's like this week. I, I promise. I promise we'll do it this week. Mm. I don't feel right. Let's just wait a few moments. <laughs> well, like, yeah, there's okay, only so fine. long you can Fuck. wait. What? Sorry, I'm fine. Yeah. He's just having a flashback to a date sometimes. Yeah, it, it seems like it. He got uh, really yeah. intensely involved in that. But like I was saying, Sorry. Dude, there's Sorry, a, in that situation, there's only so long you wait before you have to go somewhere else. Yes. And unfortunately, if this keeps up, I'm just going to totally ignore it. I'm sorry, Obsidian. I'm having sex all over Mass Effect 2 right now, so I could not wait for you. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> the next one that I wanted to bring up, and this is really interesting for people like me, that originally, before I had a PS3, went, oh, when I found out this game was coming out, because it was only coming out to PS3. But now, everything has changed. L.A. Noir is now coming out to 360 as well. God knows how long they've actually been, you know, putting that in an organization and actually trying to get it, you know, out, because no one actually... Uh, knows really where this project's at. I mean, I remember when I first started at the game store I worked at years and years ago, a guy that was working on that project was a regular customer of mine. Mm. And we used to talk about it then. That was four or five years ago now. One of my uh, journalist peers that uh, I, I won't mention, but his flatmate is uh, is one of the um, designers of the game. And mm. it's like every time I ask him, I was like, it's still coming out, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 we're still working on it, yeah. I'm still where I, I'm in every day. I was like, okay, just just making sure. Yeah, just just want to know if it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting though because you just wonder it, why it's being so quiet. Like you know, you game, know why. why? It's because it's Australian developers. It's like we're going to put it out this year. Jesus, mate, come on. <laughs> just a couple of beers. Just, just take it easy. Just relax. You know, she'll be right. We'll get it out eventually. 
Yeah, well, look, I um, I still have hopes for this game because the concept was really cool when it was first announced. But nowadays, I have no concept of exactly what the game's going to be. Yeah, um, did you was was it that trailer? Did you and I check out the trailer for it? Or yeah, it just it didn't show anything. Was it was a guy like busting through a speakeasy and whatever else, and then you get some dude on the roof? Is that the same trailer? Yeah, I think that was the one. And, and I, was, I was just watching it going, this game shows me nothing of what... The, I, I'm sorry, I have a massive problem with any game that doesn't have mass and effect in its title <laughs> not showing <laughs> gameplay. Uh, no, no, I, I hate it when they... You know what I mean? Give me three seconds of gameplay. I don't exactly, give a just shit. Give us, but just, just give, give us a, a taste look, of what you've got. Give us some camera angles. Give us, you know, a shooting scene. Something. Just so that we have... A concept of exactly what it's yeah, going to look CG, like CG is like it's all pretty and everything but I can say uh, uh, that you know CG will only take you so far mm. you know and mm. it doesn't it doesn't hype people up as much as seeing actual gameplay mm. um, well anyway that one was kind of interesting uh, this one here is something that I thought was really cool Dave you sent this through this morning very oh, early yeah. this morning yeah I randomly found this on a, on a uh, and look, <laughs> four I mean, o'clock search is it news night. Probably not. Is it cool? Hell yes. This is an alien modded case for the PS3. Now, this is for, for people who, who are listening to our podcast. This is actually a mod where it has an alien... Is it, would we say it's a chestburster? It's chest it looks a, like a chestburster, it's, chest burst, it's kind of... bursting through a PS3 case, and it's got like little bits and pieces of it coming out and blood dripping down and all that other shit. It is definitely the coolest thing I've seen as far as modded cases go. I would love to have that in my room. And I plan <laughs> to find out where that guy lives and go steal that because it looks awesome anyway um yeah i just yeah you were right man i just looked at that and i was like this isn't yours but you know what <laughs> it was the we same thing i was like how can I, I i couldn't live with myself if i didn't send this through on the show notes and go yeah you know this is some irreverent and and for once it's something that i picked up that didn't involve boobies yes i did notice though that it was the old star ps3 and i was like should have got a new one it'll break it'll break soon enough fag <laughs> anyway um, da, 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 uh, Next one Sorry I'm losing my track here um, Sonic 4 Everyone's excited about this I mean it's, we've, we've, had, we've had so many good Sonic games lately So it's difficult not to be excited I mean you know like we've been joking about it for years That Sonic's kind of washed up And they just keep bringing him out for you know Public announcements every now and then So that Sega can still be attached to a good game um, It's really 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 sad The amount of relatively average Look, Sonic games we've had in the last little while. 2D, they, that's all I'm saying. Exactly. 2D Sonic. Because 3D, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Look, you're not um, getting it right, man. Exactly. I mean, it does lose the, it does lose the fun that, that was, you know, um, uh, Sonic in general is going 3D. And they really tried with um, Sonic Unleashed to kind of bring that back using the whole um, system where they would... Uh, kind of make it 2D, even though it was still 3D, they made it a 2D world. Mm. Even that couldn't save the game. However, Sonic 4 promises to go, quote-unquote, back to the roots of Sonic. So they're going back to so 2D. So it'll be a good game. Yeah, they're going back to 2D, and you instantly <laughs> go, yes, all right, it's going back to 2D. Do we have any screens, by the way, no, Dave? No, not a Sonic. Yeah. I, I couldn't find um, any for the latest one. Yeah, I wasn't really, sure if it was a 2D or a 3D. There, there so. is a trailer running around. Unfortunately, um, I don't think it's an embed one. So the only, the only one I could actually it. find was an interview with one of the creators. So. Uh, yeah. Who's so <laughs> sitting there going, they keep sending me money, but I keep begging them <laughs> to just, stop <laughs> using my the, character. They're going, I'm sorry. I'm really, really sorry. He's <laughs> a Japanese guy, so he's just like, Gomene <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> look, um, you actually look at it, and there's a small piece of hope that rises in you when they say they're going back to 2D, and then they instantly drop a vat of shit on it <laughs> by going. That you're sitting there, and you're going. You're Cold weary. Tales. You're weary because it's kind of like it's kind of it's it's just that horrible feeling where it's like you know somebody that you really love has constantly let you down, and then there's that spark of hope when someone says go back to 2D, and you're like. Oh, that sounds awesome. And then they're like, and we're going to release it episodically. And you're just like, what? What, what we're going to do it? is what? we're going to give you a disc with all of the episodes on it, but you have to buy an unlockable DLC code <laughs> to access each episode. <laughs> no, it, you know, this is exactly what's going to happen is that we're going to get one section at a time. And anyone that's played Sonic knows that unless you try and do 100% the game, you can fly through a Sonic level very fucking quickly. You're just like, let me make it to the end without dying. Great, okay, next. Yeah, exactly. And this takes usually all of, what, two, three minutes, maybe? How can you make Sonic episodic? It will be like 12 minutes of gameplay, and then it'll be like, and next one coming next month. And you'll be like, <laughs> what? What the shit? Yes, but if they put it on Xbox Live, they can charge 1,200 points per episode. <laughs> 1200 dollars, aren't they changing yeah, it? That's right, changing it. That's right. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's it's. Let's let's just move past it because I think think we're going to get upset. Yep, absolutely. And and Shane's brought up someone. Shane in, uh, Shane in the chat room has brought up another interesting point at 800 points an episode. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. The oh, entire. They, I, was, I was joking. The entire. What? I was joking. Are you kidding or are you serious? Oh, oh he's kidding. Oh, man, shit. It fucking will be. I'm <laughs> sorry. I was like, fuck me, 800 points. Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, God. I hope Sonic blows me for 800 fucking points. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, good God. Anyway, it's moving along. It's the golden ring that'll be, that'll be appeasing my, me for 800 fucking points. Man. Oh, God. All right, so moving on. Um, <laughs> everybody will remember last year at um, E3. This one was great. Um... We we had we had one of those great announcements where we were getting all this interesting ideas for DLC and they were um, Xbox was announcing all the awesome things they were going to release and one of the things they Shane said Shane you'd remember this is remember one of the things they said is and for everyone today we will be releasing Perfect Dark on Xbox Live and everybody went oh fuck yes and we all went out and downloaded the free you know uh, background for the thing okay. It's still not out, <laughs> and for the new, um, for a recent uh, announcement that they actually dropped, um, they're saying that in some sort of a brilliant, um, I don't, I don't even know what to call it. They're like, this is the great announcement, is that it will be announced, right? So we're not even at the point where we're announcing it yet. We will be announcing it at the next gamer event, which is in like uh, a month or something like that. They're going to be announcing the game, which should have been out. A year ago, this they're is, going to be announcing the game. I'm having, I'm having a flashback of the Zelda story from last <laughs> week. This is coming out on, on Xbox Live Arcade, though, isn't it? Because I think another mm. side story that we could tie into this is, didn't Microsoft shut down, I think it's this week, all the original oh, Xbox yes. servers? Mm. Like, from the original, the, the, the first platform. they showed, so, so you heard, like, every Halo and Halo 2 player on the planet and Bungie, like, crying and the rest of us rejoicing because we're going... Well, nobody fucking plays Halo because it's been Dude, shit. Dude, I'm, I'm sorry. You can say that all you want, but the honest truth is no one at Bungie is crying. They're rolling in money. That's what they're doing. Mm. They're just, they just kind of looked across and went, oh, Halo 2's dead? 
You want to go swim in the money pool? I don't understand <gasps> why. Because all they can do is do a perfect dark. We're going to release, hey, next month on Xbox Live Arcade, Halo and Halo 2 with brand new servers. Yeah, but you have to pay $80 a year yeah. to play them. And Dave, I, I, don't, I didn't want to cut you off on your, I didn't want to cut you off on your rant before, but it's not actually shut down yet. It shuts down on April something, uh, April 15th. Uh, I was hoping he would say April 1st. I was really hoping he'd say (laughs) That would have been funny. But no, unfortunately not. So yes. uh, The last one we actually have a trailer for. And okay, you know what? I wouldn't usually give credit, but I'm only giving credit to PopShot for this because he was the first one to actually bring it up and he stuck it in the actual um, uh, Geek Actually um, Platforms live fan page on Facebook. So anyone that isn't already in that could have seen that earlier in the week. But we have a trailer for the new Fallout game that is being released which we're yes, going to show you m- much on what I was saying about the CG and seeing nothing so yeah. get ready for Fallout New Vegas also funnier than The Hangover Sultry sound of Ron Perlman. I knew voice. it. I knew you were going to say it's, that. That's it's awesome. beautiful. It's beautiful. It really is. Look, um, I am the first one to say that I'm a huge, huge Fallout fan. Now, Fallout Three is a different story, and I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but I am a true Fallout fan. And anyone's okay. willing, anyone uh, is more than welcome to uh, have a stab at me if you think I'm wrong. But Fallout Three. After I finished the game once, bored the shit out of me. It is just um, a revamped version of um, Oblivion. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I enjoyed the one playthrough, but there just wasn't enough in it to really, really keep me going because the mm. engine feels old. It, it still does. It's, but it's funny. So, sorry to cut you off, no, but no, no, that, no. that's what I do. Yeah, that's what um, do. It, it's something that, that uh, I probably shouldn't talk about it, but fuck it. Um, like playing games like that and, and looking at older more traditional style RPGs and playing Mass Effect 2 at the moment and both of us playing Final Fantasy 13 over the last week. Mm. Uh, it's, it's amazing the difference between old school RPGs and new school RPGs and what the old school ones are trying to do to keep pace 
with the new direction that well, Bioware is taking. Well, and also not to be accused of doing the same thing over and over again. It, exactly. And, uh, and, and it, it does pose a question, which we may bring up in a future show, which is, you know, is the traditional RPG mm. dead in the water? Because, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, part of me is like, wow, Vegas, Fallout, I'm excited. And then I was like, am I? Well, that, that's <laughs> like, the whole thing. Know, really? Because um, Popshot asked what about the DLC. Look, the DLC was actually the reason I started to hate the game. Because the more I played through, the more I went, why the fuck wasn't this just on the disc? I'm paying... <laughs> fucking four to eight hundred points a pack mm. and i'm getting a couple more levels the only one that really kicked it off was the one that um sort of expanded out the actual storyline and allowed you a larger was that broken steel that was, was that the one we steel. did yeah, yeah. um yeah the, the thing that bothers me the most about all of these games is like you rush out you get it uh, especially like an rpg where you've got to devote at least <laughs> 40 to 50 hours to it uh, depending on how much of a completionist you are yeah and uh, you, you like you know, and then you spend all your money in the downloadable packs, and you know sometimes you get to well, you know, you people spend your money on the packs. Some of us don't, um, you know, and you get like uh, you know, you spend like 150 to 200 bucks on it, and then you know, three four months later comes out the game of the year edition, which has every <laughs> fucking pack available for the same price as the shit you paid at the beginning. Yeah, you know? it's, uh, as a consumer, I'd be pissed off. As a games journalist, I don't give a shit. Well, no, <laughs> it really did bother me because um, the thing is, you're paying for your loyalty, and that's that is the shittest way to treat a gamer. Yeah, and that's why I got really annoyed because I only finished buying the last pack. Right, I only finished getting that just before the fucking game actually game of the year came out. Yeah, so I've spent like I totaled it up, and I've spent another like sixty bucks on getting all these expansions. And I'm just sitting there going, you're really going to do that to me? Mm. Okay, because you just fucking lost me. Okay, now, the new one. Let's run through some of the points before we <laughs> I, get too I, carried away. Are you away. pitching at me? No, no, no. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> no, you're no, no, I'm not me? pitching at you, Dave. I'm the only I'm gamer here. You. But before you jump into that, John, whatever happened to the old days of expansions? Remember, Natalie's... The problem... The, the problem with the internet, you young whippersnappers, this whole download concept thing where they give you a new level or a new this or a new that. I remember in the days when they used to do things like, uh, as an example, when uh, Dark Forces Jedi Knight came out. And then a year later they released an expansion which was an entirely new game. Absolutely. But it just you had to have the original disc because that was built on the engine that that was running on. But that was all the, the Commodore 64 engine, right? <laughs> Look, I have but, to agree. You know, but you got an end this whole new game because it didn't actually have to have the original engine because mm. it's already installed mm. would only cost $30 or $35. Oh, dude. Look, look, some but, of these, some of these, and I'm not just saying RPGs, I'm saying in general, some of these are a genuine rip. Like, they really are. Like, to be honest, all of this Rock Band and, and Guitar Hero DLC, like, oh, I, no, no, no. I understand, like, don't, don't okay. you finish not, before you get on Oh, your, okay, on so it's rant. not okay for me to cut you off. <laughs> Fuck no. No, go down. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things where, okay, if you like the bands, great, but do you mm. know what I mean? Like, so many of the packs they put out, like, you know, Guitar Hero ACDC and whatever else mm. they don't give you the songs that you want and then they release those songs as DLC afterwards oh, or whatever else it's just oh, like yeah. you know you know. there's a part of me that if you're, if you're listening Activision um, uh, or EA um, well EA don't actually make no. rock band games they just let them be released overseas and let people import them yes, before they absolutely. ever come out yeah. but uh, if you're listening I don't understand why they haven't worked out some fucking deal with iTunes mm. for just any song and just go in and just go yeah, and well, find some shut up I don't want to know the logistics of it no 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 <laughs> just, absolutely I'm not. just thinking you know, I'm like actually that. I'm actually not even going to go there I was actually pointing more towards what Dave was saying before because that was what I actually wanted to, to touch on is the no. fact that you look at the best expansions there are 
and they're all ones that were such a full expansion to the game, like Diablo three's expa- uh, Diablo two's expansion, yeah, which gave you two Starcraft's brand new characters. Expansion. Starcraft, like they've they've always um, yeah. uh, they have always been fantastic at expansions. But mm. like this is why people get annoyed when you try when you try to start making money out of things, you stop you stop realizing why we pay for downloads. Like and some games are actually really starting to feel that. Like games that actually put something in. Like if you look at the price for um, some of the things, like new cars or something like that for Burnout Paradise or so on and so forth. The reason people buy that is because it's quite cheap and it gives you something that you can actually use that changes the game format. Mm. Like things like this work, and I'm not against the new media way of doing things, but um, the Fallout ones really bothered me because they knew that at least the first three expansions were going to have were going to exist because the achievements were there before you even actually bought them. So that was fucking bullshit because you couldn't get the full earn until you paid more money. And you were just kind of sitting there going, no, 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 But they're doing that with heaps of games now. I mean, uh, personally for me, I think as a... uh, You'd rather wait... Uh, as a gamer, for type of stuff that that they're doing, and I still don't agree with it, but like what they've done for um, Borderlands and they've done for GTA, where they release the two episodes on a separate disc for like mm. twenty bucks or something, or twenty four bucks, mm. and give you that DLC, and then you use that, and at least you have something tangible that you can hold on to, and use it that way. But yeah. you know, um, or at least uh, okay, let's say for Fallout Three, they knew that they're going to release three lots of DLC. So they're just like, okay, fine. You know what? In three months, we're releasing a disc with three brand new patches of DLC. But no, they want to drip it out and fleece you for as much as possible. And it's just, you know what? You've paid. They're making it difficult for people to stay loyal. You know, and it's like it's like a lot of things that they've done now, like uh, what we were talking about with Mass Effect Two and the Cerberus network. How yeah. you know that they put a code in to activate that network. Now, if you trade that game in. And somebody else wants to use it, they can't. And then they charge you what was it, twelve hundred points to get this? That's twenty five so, bucks exactly. just to get the to fucking the network, service, which only... gives you, which gives you, mind you, the two downloads that are on that on the server now. Yeah, are bullshit. I mean, they really are. I mean, well, you I, I've, I've done one of you them. Get, and you get the, you uh, get the, 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 the Normandy, Normandy where you run around. Which and should get... have been in the game anyway. Absolutely. But anyway, look, yeah. we've harped on too much about this. We're actually here to talk about something that isn't an expansion pack. <laughs> so we're coming back to Fallout. Um, to pretty much close up what we were just talking about, the reason that things like this bother me is because if you're going to take an engine and do the same thing again, just be careful um, how you treat the people that actually enjoy these games. Because people like me that played 1 and 2 know that 1 and 2 will remain awesome forever. Um, 3 hasn't kept the fans like it did. They did a great job at trying. I will be very interested to try this game. A few of the extra things that they've added in is it's going to be a hardcore mode. The hardcore mode will require you to drink water. It will require you to... um, uh, like armor has its own weight when you're wearing it. We call Um, that the Josh mode. Healing won't be instant, which is quite funny. I got got a quick question. Yes. Just just a really quick question. Mm Some of the uh, downturn on the business on Fallout 3, mm. could that have been affected by the controversy surrounding the fact that it was cut and so forth when it came out here? No, it wasn't, it wasn't really cut. All they did was they changed the name from Morphine to Happy Juice yeah, yeah, or but whatever. The, ge- the general public who don't know anything about games here, it's been cut. Yeah. Mm. They don't know what the details are. They no, just know that it, it's wasn't, it wasn't a major cut. And, it wasn't, and I mean, look, sales didn't impact on uh, uh, GTA when they, they had the whole hot coffee mm. thing and whatever else. That still yeah. sold like gangbusters. And not only that, but the original editions then went through the fucking roof. Yeah. So uh, I can't imagine that it, that it would have had any 
uh, massive impact. I don't think there would have been much Fallout. Well, my my first thought when (laughs) when all that controversy broke was that I thought Uh, Fallout 3 was going to just outsell everything because, of course, of all the controversy and the fact that it got really... But it didn't seem to happen. No. And, And the most satisfying thing for me about Fallout 3 was that I worked for Red Ant and got fired and uh, and they had Fallout 3 and then they went bust like three weeks before Fallout 3 came. <laughs> Which bu- was pretty funny. It was fucking sweet. I don't want to harp on bad stuff, yeah. but yeah. Um, awesome. A couple of other cool things that are actually really cool for any fans of the original game. Um, a couple of cool things. The geckos are back. If you remember Fallout 1 and 2, they were one of the most bitchiest and hard creatures to fight at the start of the game. Um, but you could skin them and get their skins and go and sell those, which was very, very cool. Um, there are going to be a couple of interesting things, just one that I wanted to put a uh, thing on, uh, harp onto, which is that they are going to be adding in special moves for melee. So when you get close and go into vats, um, you're actually going to get moves. And one of the coolest oh, nice. ones that they've announced so far is when you're carrying a golf club, there's a move called four. And I was just like, <laughs> I don't even care what happens. That's going to be fucking awesome. But anyway... Um, Tell me there's going to be an achievement called Hole-in-One. <laughs> God, I hope so. I'm, I, I'm more intrigued as to where the golf club has to go for that one to get popped. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, anyway. Um, all right, well, look, we're uh, finished with the news section today. Um, uh, <laughs> Flamerion saying, you've, got, you've uh, given me a reason to look forward to the Fallout game. Yes, well, I was very excited about that one as well. Um, we're going to move out of news now and into our um, section where we explain what's coming out over the next few weeks. Uh, coming out this week uh, for PS3 fans, finally, they're going to see the massive, and I do use that word very literally in this sense, which is MAG will be coming out. And I have to say, worst name for a game ever. MAG. Stand, I swear to God, central yeah. Massive Action, action. Game. I know. It's, uh, it's not the most brilliant of titles, but wow. it does have a 256-player multiplayer. Now, it's like Pretty I've, screenshots. Yeah, exactly. Like I've said before, that actually won't be 256 people in one area. It's, I think it's separated off into 464-player servers. Yeah. But hey, look, anyway, um, for people that are into that sort of stuff, I mean, I will admit that I am one of those people that really likes the Battlefield-style games. I, I like the team... I'd like the team style things, and look, it is a very pretty looking game. Look, and I've got a copy at home, and maybe uh, maybe Josh and I will uh, bring that bad boy out in the upcoming weeks. When maybe when we have a slow week on yeah. platforms and nothing's been uh, yeah, we'll released, we might we, you know we might play it over the next month or two and then bring it back because especially those games, it, it's not like you know you can just pull out like Dante's Inferno or whatever else and mm. you know knock it out in eight and a half hours. You know you need to sit there and play a good ten to fifteen Absolutely. to twenty to thirty hours yeah, of it. Yeah. So. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how that goes. I mean, I'm kind of all over the place with that game. I'm not sure whether I'm really that excited. Um, of course, the other one that's coming out, which is actually split fans of the fans of the game in half, uh, is Bioshock 2 because I have people on both sides of the fence. People played um, a little bit of gameplay recently. Some people I know and they really didn't like the game. I've got some mm. people that have played the game and think that it's just should have been an expansion pack. And I have those people that have played it and said it's fantastic. We will be covering that very soon. And when we do, uh, probably over the next couple of weeks, I reckon two to three weeks, we'll be reviewing that one. Yep. Um, when we actually do, we'll go into a lot more I depth think, because, yeah. Sorry, I think the plan will probably be we'll do Dante's next week. Mm-hmm. We might do uh, AVP the week after, and then we'll do Bioshock 2 we'll the week after Bioshock. that. So we'll do that we may even have to jam two in if it gets too packed up over the next little That's while. Well, me, I, I've finished both of those games. So. Exactly. So <laughs> it makes it <laughs> nice and easy. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, coming soon, and when I mean soon, I mean very soon, and we're all very very excited about 
this one, even though we've already played it. I am very, very excited to actually get a physical copy of this game, hold it we in my hand, and hugger. run around screaming face in joy. AVP is finally coming out, and it is so good, it is so worth the money, and anyone that is in this chat room that doesn't buy it is instantly banned from And you're a maniac room. if you do not get the fucking Hunter Edition, because you get all sorts of lovely goodies, but you get a poseable face and look that will be fantastic I can't wait for the thousands and thousands of Facebook pictures that we will be getting and we, me and Dave will of course uh, be joining this as well anyway, listen, moving right along um, we're going to cut into our uh, review of Mass Effect now Um, for anyone that knows us uh, really well they will know that uh, we know that it came out a week ago and we know that we're reviewing it late there's the reason that we are doing it late and that's the fact that um, we like to give it at least a week so that we can actually go through and finish a game before we start talking about it because I'm sick and tired of reviews that are giving you like about four hours worth of the game. Now, both me and Dave have played through an extensively large portion of the game. Uh, I will be honest, I, uh, I have not finished the game. Hey, look, uh, it is difficult and you do have a lot of work. Uh, it, yeah, so. uh, as, as I've stated, uh, I've been reviewing uh, Dante's Inferno, uh, Heavy Rain, and uh, what do you call it? Uh, Final Fantasy <coughs> thirteen at the moment. And uh, yeah, trying to get two massive RPGs done at the same time <laughs> is not a fucking fun job. I mean, look, great. Uh, I'm enjoying both games. I can't say anything about Final Fantasy thirteen, mm. but... Uh, uh, it's just one of those things where it is, uh, it is very difficult. And uh, Psydog, I, I know you're saying tough gig and everything. Dude, it really... It, there's a big difference between playing a game at your own pace for your own enjoyment and sitting there and playing a game under the clock. <laughs> sitting there going, I have to finish eight fucking missions and get through... 30% of this game by the end of today. Especially when you get stuck. stuck on the spot and you're going, I just got to get past this! Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it is really, really difficult, man. And, and people, people don't understand that. Plus, then they forget the other part of writing the fucking review. Yeah. Which doesn't take all of 10 minutes. All right. Well, look. Anyway, it's it's okay. We're not going, we're not going to uh, give and, and you any more And screw you, Muscati. <laughs> we're not going to give you any more crap about that. Thank you. Um, we, uh, we have some gameplay uh, footage that we'll just run over. Um, for anyone that play, who hasn't played the first one... Um, you, you should die right now, seriously. Yeah, but look, some people, some people that, um, that played the first one will know that um, it was one of those games that was really, really, really good and really, really, really buggy. Because it was a great storyline it was very interesting the it was story was edge. massively compelling I and mean really the story was what grabbed you because I mean think about all those Moonraker missions yeah. about how much you just wanted to slit your own throat rather than <laughs> do another one of those I know I got to, as soon like, as they land you in the, as soon as they land that fucking car you go oh man. and it's like uh, 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 <laughs> to, I just, to steal a Nacho Justice term it's artificially hard and yeah. lengthens the game because the, the serious thing is you spend like what an hour trying to get up a fucking hill in that buggy you know, and it's just like, I just want to get to the point, kill some fucking people, and get off the fucking planet. Well, the thing that I absolutely loved about it is um, the thought that always went through my mind is this own little conversation between me and Joker, like in real life, where basically like he drops us off and goes, right, the Marcos are there, and if you look on your GPS on the other side of the uh, planet, there's the place that you have to go to, and I'm just sitting there going, what? Why don't you just drop me on the other side of the planet? <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, well, uh, I hadn't thought of that. No, don't. Sorry, yeah, sorry about that." Um, oh, and, and it's also like, and by the way, don't you know my character is Joker? I don't fucking like you. So you know what? Drive for an hour and a half, 
bitch. <laughs> uh, I have to say, because um, I'm going to cut you off again. Cause oh, of course. That, that's what I do. Yeah. Um, look, they, they definitely have honed the combat to a T. I'm not saying that it's perfect. Mm. Uh, you know, there are, there are buggy moments where you stick to cover and there are other bits and pieces where you get stuck. But um, definitely it is a, a massive... Massive fucking improvement. Uh, mm. I think the uh, the individual powers they've given, like the special abilities to each character class that yeah. you play, makes a huge difference, as well as unlocking the extra power that you get mm. from each person by gaining their loyalty, which is, uh, I think most of them are brand, with the exception of maybe one that's like barrier and, mm. and grenades and whatever else, like Slam is new yep. and Reeve is new, and there's a whole bunch of brand new biotics mm. that you can use. That it, I, I don't know, it makes the game incredibly fun. I mean, you played uh, Infiltrator. I, 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 played, um, I played Engineer for my first Engineer, playthrough. Engineer, sorry. Um, because it's been a while since, um, since I actually got to play, you know, sort of a, I wanted to play a completely different character, and I played the biotics characters in the last one and all that sort of stuff, and I wanted to try and branch off into something that kind of had different advantages. Is that the one with the combat drone, or is that uh, with the tech armor? No, with the, it's the one with the tech armor, right. which, was, uh, which was an interesting experience having the tech armor. It did kind of change the character playthrough. It kind of meant you were a bit more invincible, but you weren't quite soldierish. It was a good balanced character. And what, I, what weapons did you get? Uh, you still got the heavy weapons and pistol. The thing that really shat me is in the game, um, it kind of bothered me that you spend almost the first half of the game just with a pistol. You just basically get a pistol. I don't like how they mark. say submachine well, not, not guns. Not as a soldier. As a soldier, you do have, you start with an assault rifle. No, but they mm. say they say submachine gun, right? And you look at it, and for me, submachine gun is a fucking MP5. Yeah. And for them, a submachine gun is a machine pistol, <laughs> which just goes like because because I picked um, Vanguard, and I appear to be the only person on the planet who uh, who picked. Um, picked Vanguard because I've looked at everyone and nobody else with the exception I think Brad from uh, our good friends at Movie Fan House mm. he was the only other person I've seen online who plays Vanguard and yeah. um, uh, you, it was the same thing as last time you get the pistol and the shotgun and I was just like okay here we go again up close and personal biotic charge which I'm loving at the moment and mm. then halfway through they give you that weapons upgrade mm. where you get an extra weapon I was like oh, assault rifle <laughs> assault rifle if you, if you play as soldier, you actually have an assault rifle from the get-go. Well, you get every weapon, yeah, don't yeah. you, if you're yeah, soldier. You, as a soldier, you start with pistol, assault rifle, sniper rifle, and a, you, know, you get the grenade launcher later. And you get a shotgun as and well. And you get the shotgun. Yeah. yeah, so you start with the four weapons. And you but you don't get any biotic powers, do you? No. Yeah. No. no. See, that's um, the difference. I, I love my biotics. It's kind of interesting because um, for anyone and pretty much everyone that will play Mass Effect 2 uh, will probably be someone that played Mass Effect 1. But what we tried to do, because we didn't want to play this game or approach this game as all the same level, because everyone in this room has played it, yeah. Yeah. played number one. And um, what I decided to do was I actually took myself out of the thing and basically came into the game as someone that hadn't played the game before, I started from get-go, which means that when I start the game, again, to get the achievement, I have to play through the game one more time. Well, that's because you're a fucking yeah, look, No, no, no. The reason, <laughs> the reason do, do, I wanted to do Do you want to give this. people just a very broad stroke on the game? Do you, do you want to do that? Do you yeah, want yeah, no. Well, or? look, um, I thought the way that we'd probably... Um, the best way to do that would be to explain to people that... Um, the the big thing about Mass Effect 1 was it was one of the rash of games we got at the time which was trying to bring in really intense combat into an RPG situation. You it, remember, it was a game changer. Like exactly. It really was. It broke the mold. So. Exactly. And in doing that, um, everyone that will uh, know the game concept, it's basically, I like to describe it as it's pretty much playing Star Trek as 
like the Enterprise, because basically that's what you're doing. You're going around the universe, saving people and fixing shit. And you get to fuck a blue bitch. And you and you get to have sex with aliens, which I'm pretty sure happened in um, Star Trek at some stage. Anyway, so um, I'm pretty Captain sure he did. I'm uh, pretty sure he had the green. Never mind. <laughs> Wearing a condom is illogical. But the thing that was great about the game is, apart from a very deep storyline, and when I mean very deep, I mean at times harrowing the amount of conversation you would go through in the first one. There were sections where literally you would talk for 20 minutes and all you'd do is choose an option. Still very good, very immersive. Um, The combat was... I, I never blame them for the combat because the combat was amazing for its time. It's difficult to look at now. It doesn't age well because we look at it now and we blame every problem on the developers. But at yeah. the time, it was such a new concept. They ran into this head first. They gave us basically Gear's entire combat system and then tried to add in the ability to use special powers and so on and so forth. And it was a game that was plagued with issues. I actually didn't mind the, I actually it. didn't mind the combat system on the original game. The only problem I had was the aiming. Oh, the aiming buggy sucked. Is shit, man. No, no, look, that was the problem. For, for people that were very quick and and I'm saying that um it, I'm this is why I say that it doesn't age well because people like me um, take a combat system like that and now we have to abuse it because we're so used to doing things quickly and we don't like having to react slowly based on a game's bad engine. Yeah. And in that respect, that was only the one thing that always bothered me about one. Okay, yes, there were bugs in it. Any good game has bugs. That's actually half the joy of the game because hmm. stuff happens that you don't know is going to happen. And it's not, you know, your fault. It just kind of things go strange or, um, you know, like... When you open a game up so much and you give yourself freedom of choice and so on and so forth, there will always be a few issues. Things won't always go right. Um, and, and control systems do often. But oh, look, the, the world that they offered was just ridiculous. Exactly. I mean, it was immense. You, the thing I liked was that you could play either good or bad and it still made you feel like a badass. <laughs> no matter what happened, you would go, you know, as you, yeah. you'd be going around. And I mean, it is j- just in broad strokes. It's, it's you play a, a human, there's an alien council, there's a, there's a, just not to spoil too much of it for people who haven't finished Mass Effect 1, but uh, there's a, there's an, uh, a, a, you know, the usual, there is an alien presence and there's, there's, you know. There's uh, bad guys coming to kill ba- good Yeah, guys. and, and it's basically, you become uh, known as the first human specter, which is like basically you're, I guess you could say like a secret agent, assassin, mm. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And um, the way that it governs is you can be either a good, you can either sit in the middle or you can be very good or very bad. And uh, different branches open up to you depending mm. on which way that you play it. It's a very, very immersive cast. I think you had six characters mm. that you could pick from yeah. besides yourself to go with. You could make your character male or female. You could personalize the, uh, the facial, uh, uh, how he looks. How and you could have looks. sex with aliens. You have sex with aliens, which is mm. great. And they took all of the good... They, this game, more than I think any other game I've ever played, has actually sat there and gone, we're listening to what the fans have said. And we're going to do all of the improvements. Like, not one fucking moon mission, not one buggy mission in this yeah. game, which is fantastic in the new yeah. one. I mean, I played a, a, a blonde female shepherd with scars all over her face. And anyone who sits there and goes, what are you, a chick? I was like, dude, when I play video games, first of all, if I'm looking at something for 50 hours, I want to look at a hot chick's ass for 50 hours, not a dude, number one. Number two, I don't want to play as myself in the game because that's my real fucking life. <laughs> I want to be the most heartless, evil bastard that I could possibly be, which is how my shepherd ended up. You know, she fucked the whole universe, don't, you know, whatever. And um, 
when you do start up the second game, what they've got uh, new to this, uh, especially if you're if you don't sit in the middle, if you go both ways, is you've got a. Uh, uh, the renegade or paragon system, which is like an interrupt system mm. through dialogue. So there are certain times throughout the game where somebody pisses you off, you just flick a trigger and you just pull out your gun and shoot him in the head or push him out of a window or whatever else. And I mean, mm. I want that button in every RPG. <laughs> just instant kill. You're going to say, button. I want that button in real life. <laughs> no, no, no. I can, get a, I can get a gun for that. That's not a problem. No, but you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. it, I just like that it. It's, it's a small touch, but it brings a lot of realism it, look, to it. Even in the scenes where you don't use it, because as someone like, I mean, I, I, I standardly try and play through a game as a good guy on the first play. It's just me. It's mm. how I play. We always we, talk we, about... We always exactly. differ on that. We, we, we will always play the different characters, but we always, you know, you play how you want to. And there's some really interesting situations in this one uh, for the thing, because like you were saying, this is a bridge and a new moment for RPG gaming, because we don't often allow people that option. We'll either give you like a, you know, like a, a like a vocal thing that you can change or something like this but to have that in there it brings some really interesting tension to some of the scenes mm. because there's certain scenes like um, one that I won't go into huge depth with but there's a bit in the game where they actually give you um, like a moment where you, you're locked in a room with a guy and you've got a limited time to get your information out of this guy now I'm playing a good guy and it gives me three times to do something bad to try and get this guy to do what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Right? But the interesting thing about it was each time I had to sit there and not press the trigger because if I did, it was considered a bad act. Yeah. And I was sitting there going, fuck, I just want to do it. I'm running out of time. You see, I had the reverse of that because there was one scene where, um, I can't remember, I think it's when you're a... Remember what planet it was, Ilium or something like yeah, that. When, a lot when you land on, on that, uh, and um, and you're going through there, and there's a uh, the same race as Morden. I can't remember. Uh, uh, Solarium. Solarium. Mm. There, there's a guy there, and he's dying. Yeah. And it's quite a horrible, long, lengthy death. And as he's dying, it comes up with a paragon trigger. It's like hit the button to save him. Hit, and I'm just sitting there like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> and, I'm just, and I'm just sitting there watching it, and then then they make you watch for like another thirty seconds as he's like. Save my people. I don't know about you. I don't know about you, Josh, but I pulled the trigger. Ah, uh, yeah, I pulled the trigger. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. I didn't pull the trigger. I kind of got a little pissed off when it came up saying negative one midi gel, and I'm like, what? I didn't suck uh, fucking it was, say it was that. Quite hilarious, but I, I, I will admit the the game showed like it went differently. Like after looking at the trailer, uh, mm. I said before the show, I was like Thane and and the um, subject zero body yeah. the whole way. That's yeah. all I'm playing. And it's ended up being Samara and Miranda. And, and to be honest, mine's kind of like the evil vixen Charlie's Angels. I've got like, <laughs> I've got like two chicks in skin-tight black leather you or cannot, spandex you you running around. You can't go past her. I'm sorry. She's my new girlfriend. And, and they were both running around. And then I've got my female shepherd. And she's, you know, pretty sexified. And I'm just yeah. running around just like... Every... I just wanted one dialogue option every time you were talking about it. That, you know, you've got all your proper options. And just have one Spank that us. just... No, the, <laughs> one that just says, What? <laughs> because it I, really I just is want the one that you can it. call elusive man Charlie. So every Aww. time he calls up, hello Charlie, what do you need? Look, <laughs> this game, in all honesty, really broke all the barriers. They went all out in a way that really, like, um, I'm, I'm sorry, Dave, I'm not going to steal your thunder on this, but I just want to touch on what thunder. you're gonna, what you're going to say okay. is. Um, it, they really pulled out all stops to try and be the game of the year. Like, I mean, like, okay, you can go into more detail on what, what you mean by that, but what I'm saying is they pulled everything they possibly could into this. They revamped, they listened to the fans, right? They played the game themselves, and you can tell that because 
Number one, they fixed the combat system, and it's more than just a little fix. It is an absolutely, like, this is a very, very good control system. Like, mm. it's easy to handle. Um, it's as easy to use as gears. They've added the melee combat very seamlessly and very easy to use as opposed to the first one. Um, they've really kind of um, bridged it so that you can use your team a little better, which is great because... The team you know, is much, much more accessible. Exactly, I mean, and much more fluid in control as uh, well. Especially the way that they've assigned uh, the biotic powers now, or you can assign various powers... Oh. Uh, on the, the D-pad. Oh. And so, so you're just sitting there in combat and you're just targeting somebody and as you're doing it, you're just like, click, click, left <laughs> and right. And it's like, my, my favourite move is I get uh, Samara to throw lift on a... I've got her to like fully powered up lift so it handles a whole bunch of people mm. she does lift throws them in the air I do a biotic charge and just go zzz, boom kill like two or three of them and then I've got my shotgun and whoever's left I'm like I'm like melee shot melee shot done and it's, you can take out groups in like five seconds exactly. it's fucking fantastic look I mean the, the control system's brilliant they they went amazingly uh, deep with their voice acting uh, budget mm. they pulled out Martin Sheen who is brilliant as the elusive man throughout the entire game he plays the exact character that you would expect like yep. he is he is really a token character like he is exactly what but you, he's not black but, but you would think that he would be like he would actually um he plays the exact role right into the end that i knew that he was going to but because the voice is there it's like him being on screen as that character you don't care because he's doing exactly what he should be doing there's so many brilliant characters i mean we touched on this uh before but mm. you know you've you've got him you've got uh trisha helfer from battlestar doing uh, playing the voice of Edie, which is your uh, mm. uh ship's computer you've Seth got joe green as joker you've michael got dawn. <laughs> michael dawn is, is he's grunt right or is it sonny uh, tuchanka no i think he's uh i think he's sonny tuchanka yeah, 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 yeah. You've got, um, uh, what's her name, Carrie Ann Moss is one of the Asaris, who she's an absolute bitch, which is awesome. awesome. Um, you've got, who else is in it? Um, oh, Adam Baldwin. I haven't come Adam, across Adam yeah, Baldwin yeah, yeah. yet. Uh, Yvonne. So. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I was going to get yeah. to that. And, and uh, Yvonne, was it Strahovski? Strahovski. Yeah. Uh, Strahovski, uh, which is uh, everyone's favorite blonde Kuji girl from Chuck, <laughs> who, uh, who has been genetically modified to be the perfect woman. And let me tell you, every scene that has either her ass or chesticles, yeah. <laughs> on, on, and it's really I know, even I, nicer I know that you, she's digital, but oh, fuck oh, the uh, shit it, out it, of her. Even nicer once you put the black logo on her. Yeah. <laughs> what I think <laughs> is even funnier, though, is the constant like um, ragging on it that every alien in the galaxy does when she's on your team. Where yeah. it'd be like lady in a horse uniform, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> or, or, or how Jack calls her the cheerleader, the, the Cerebus cheerleader. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> but it's just the, the thing I love is the ridiculous, gratuitous angles that they use. Like every time they focus on her, there's like somebody sitting down and her ass. In the background, or, or she'll be bent over the table, and her tits will be out—not literally out, but you know what I mean. And I, I just—I'm sitting there like gratuitous. I like it. Yeah, I have to say that the dialogue is is brilliant as well in the game. Very like the, engrossing the story. Yeah, exactly. Like, and even the little mini quests are really well handled. Like in the first one, the side quest bored the crap out of me because but it, it was all. Sorry to interrupt. It's always you had to go like you go do a mission. I don't know how you played it, but you do like one or two missions, then you go around the entire ship, spend mm. 45 minutes in an elevator, and then you'd ra- and for, for five minutes oh, of dialogue yeah. where, where you just walk around going, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Go to the next one. Hey, what's Hoping going on Hoping somebody you? will talk yeah, back. Yeah, and then just looking for a new brand. Although, i got to tell you who the most annoying new character in this game is, though, is your personal assistant. Because every time I go up to the galaxy map, just as you step onto the galaxy map, she goes, somebody wants to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got- now, my favorite is I've already checked 
check my messages and she's like, oh, you got a new message. And I'm like, no, I don't, bitch. I just checked the shit. I was like, you know what? You're fired. I'm shooting you out of fucking airlock. Oh, yes. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Look, I mean, yeah, the voice casting's been redone. The uh, control. Oh, sorry, Michael re- Hogan as well. Uh, so another Battlestar fan and Keith David. Keith With David, the sexiest exactly. voice, but of a man very on the under underused in that game. Really annoyed me that. But um, look, they've 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 gone all out with those. Um, the the planet systems have been totally revoked. You get dropped at the mission location, which is fantastic. Plus, they got the whole probe thing now with the probes and the, really and, like and, and the fuel. And actually, I don't mind it, especially once you do upgrade. <laughs> yeah. um, I actually still find that really annoying. But hey, look, it was always going to be. Um, it's part of the RPG grind. Exactly. You know, for look, us it's always going to be we like that shit. Exactly. It's always going to be a bit grindy. But um, when they say RPGs have like you know twenty five hours of gameplay, it's because. 20 hours of it is spent scanning planets. Dude, I had a look now, and I, I reckon I'm about not even halfway through the game, and I've already put 30 hours into it, and I reckon that at least 15 of that was scanning planets. I was really yeah. excited when I changed discs, and I said, insert disc two, and I went, that really doesn't tell me anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, because what I've heard is that they've set it up so that you basically do a little bit at the beginning, then you yeah. keep the second disc in, and then I think you have to switch back at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, the last mission is all on the first disc, yeah. um, which kind of annoyed me because I just settled in when uh, it went that came up with the thing, and I'm like, are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> Damn, I'm going to crawl now out. Now i got to get up. in the yeah. goddamn right, You know how difficult it is for Although a gamer I'm, to get up and see. Bioware a plus for design yeah. um, in the sense that uh, once I change discs, my first thought was, are they going to make me put in disc one, then restart the game, then have to change back to disc two? You just start straight yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, no. You Look, that's fine. Um, I will say one thing that I really like is they've really handled the uh, engine a lot better than in the first one because there's a lot less of the pop-in graphics, mm. which is great because, God, that annoyed me. I think it's also because they streamlined everything. I mean, mm. really, it's like your weapon system streamlined. What I love, too, is it's not... 1500 weapons that you've got to get for every fucking character and outfit them with everything now it's just like team weapons <laughs> everybody has the same thing yes. you know and yeah. it makes it so much easier they've uh, even the uh, the um leveling up system though the only thing i don't like is uh from the original level up it actually had the little um breaks on the numbers to show you what you would unlock by going further along and they don't show you that anymore so it's kind of a crapshoot for seeing what you can unlock as far as yeah. new powers and biotics yeah. and whatever else, but but that's um, only a very I, look, I mean, break. I have to say that there really wasn't a moment when I was playing the game that it really kind of uh, let me down in any way or form. Like mm. the side missions were great. Some of them, like what I like is they've adapted the system and made it a lot simpler. Some of them are the standard go through, find something in a building. Um, some of them are great. Some of the ones that you'll find, the little mini quests, are literally. You've got two minutes, the ship's going to explode, quick fix it. Yeah. And stuff like that. So oh, easy. How good was that mission with the Junker, where, where, the, where the ship's just on a mountaintop? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. everywhere you step, it's like, oh shit, something falls down and whatever else. I was like, man, simple, but such a different... Yeah. After going through Mass Effect 1, especially mm. so recently, yeah. going through it and, and playing, you know, every time you land on a planet, it's like, okay, four hours to drive around, scan the planet. Drive around, scan the planet. Shoot a Find more. three things... <laughs> Um, run over a Thresher Moor, die, and have to restart the entire fucking thing. Yeah. Um, look, another thing I want to bring up, amazingly, is to thank you so much for finally fixing what was the most annoying thing in the game for me, which was the terrible save system. Oh, where yes. you would have to restart entire, like, worlds. Yeah. Just because of something as stupid as, like, 
you walk around a corner and you didn't expect there to be nine guys around there. You die and you have to restart a level which has already spent an hour on. And yeah. what you would actually go in the original Mass Effect, you'd actually go to save your game. It would give you the option to save. You save it at that point. You die. You go, oh, I'll just reload back to that level. Reload it. And you're right back at the beginning again. You go, <laughs> that's not where I saved. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I've always felt that any RPG, that it should just have an automatic save wherever the fuck you are point. And it just, yeah. it doesn't matter, you know, which is something that you and I found out in Final Fantasy. <laughs> but we'll, we'll talk about that later. The other, thing is, the other thing I like the improvement on as well is the hacking and decoding. Because yeah. in the original game, it was always like, you know, pick the... Oh, it was the quick time. Like, oh, the, God, I hate quick time fi- events. Fix, Thank the, Christ fix the pretty fix colors. That. Now it actually feels like you're doing something yeah. at least. You know? And it actually works. And the thing yeah. is, too, that they really have... I don't want to say and dumbed they give down. you a couple of tries. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't dumbed it down too much, which is... I, I think they're just trying to make it accessible. They've made the combat interesting and varied enough. I mean, like, I, I can imagine that, you know, playing Vanguard is a totally different experience to going through and playing as, a, as an engineer or playing as a soldier. Or mm. you know, There's not every class that appeals to me, but I, I'm pretty sure that I'd like to go back through and just play Adept to use some of the biotic powers and to go through and just play a soldier mm. just to see what it's like and then, you know... Maybe yeah, welcome to my world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, look, I mean, uh, I think... All, I mean, I never expected when we actually did this that there was going to be a huge, um, uh, you know, sort of fallout from any one of the three of us. I mean, mm. really, Mass Effect 1 was great, and all we wanted really was a better version of Mass Effect 1, and that's really what they've given us. Um, it, As, uh, Dave, you were saying before we clicked in the show that this is running for Game of the Year, and, like, it's going to be very hard to beat this because I can't remember the last time I played a game where I finished the game and immediately tried to start the game again. Yeah, Thank the, the gods that my Xbox actually froze, so <laughs> at 4 o'clock in the morning I didn't restart the game. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've never actually felt that good about a game that I just instantly went, fuck this, I just want to play this thing again. Well, they, they really have made it interesting. I think that the, the, the depth that you have with the characters, especially if you have played Mass Effect 1, it's not essential. Uh, and to be honest... I have, I have mates who haven't played it who are like, should I go back and play it? And the gamer in me says yes, but the friend in me says no. Well, actually, because the interesting... Because if you've played Mass Effect 2, you, it's so hard to go yeah, back to but, Mass Effect but 1. But Mass Effect 1, is, it's so neat if, you've actually, if you do carry your save over, because all these mails and stuff that you're receiving through it, you're getting letters from people from the first game. Yeah, well, that's it. That, it is definitely that, you know? the most personal gaming experience I think I've had where you can customise your character you know your shepherd looks like how you want her or him to look Mm. Uh, they act the way you want them to act everything works the way that you specifically want it to and they've done this before in games sure but they've never carried it across Mm. from from sequels and I think like the the thing that uh, will be amazing for me is not so much I can't see myself going back and playing Mass Effect 1 again but when Mass Effect 3 comes out Mm will be to start up a new character in Mass Effect 2 that will be good and go down a completely different path yeah. and then play Mass Effect 3 and go through as good yeah. as well, well yeah. and um, just see the differences and the divergence on what you Because as do. we were saying um, before, I started the game to try and see just the difference of what it was going to be like to just start as someone that hasn't. And you really can play through straight from 2 because yeah. 2 branches on stuff that happened in 1s, but it's all things that happen in dialogue. So for someone that plays number 2, it's like watching you know Star Trek Next Generation without watching the original series. It doesn't matter. It's a yeah. completely different story. And the things that they touch on are just more things like they automatically select uh, all the options for you so it's like um uh the krogan from number one uh gets killed that's what happens 
that's the storyline they've decided to go with. Um, and it, if you're me, I killed him. Exactly. And um, the the people that were your lovers in the first one, it doesn't. It actually branches as though you didn't actually fall in love here's, with anyone. Here's a question for you from a person who starts at the beginning. Uh, what question does Miranda ask you at the very, very beginning of the game when she's testing to see if your memory is okay? Um, she... Oh, uh, who I had sex with. Oh, uh, so she asked me about uh, the events of the Krogan and who actually She asked me the events the of the Krogan and who I had and, sex with. Which or, is, you know, who I... Who I well, it's actually funny because it's the same sort of questions, but they direct your answers. So it's like, you killed the Krogan, blah, 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 blah. Why? Yeah. That's what they ask you oh, instead. Okay. So they actually force you into not an answer yes or no did i it's an answer of why did you do it right so um yeah it's just interesting things like that and you get that running throughout the um throughout the entire game a couple little nitpicky bugs uh, i don't know if you guys experienced it on ilium mm. which was <laughs> everything happened ilium was the place to be in mass effect 2 um but in ilium when uh, right after with the sisterhood the uh the mercs yeah you fight all those mm. i actually ran into a massive bug uh, it actually clipped so bad that my characters lifted off the ground and were floating in space. Yeah. Then, no, I didn't get at that. that point, I actually uh, said, restart the save, mm. and they just would always appear in that upper spot. There was no way out. I actually had to replay that section again wow. because it just... And then when I finally reloaded an old save, I, I was on the ground. I went, great. But all the rubble that was in front of the door was suddenly down on the stairs, so I couldn't actually go back. So I literally had to go back and play that level again because there was just no way to salvage that. Well, level. I've, I've heard I've heard from other people that there have been glitches. I've heard I've of complete so system system crashes. Really. I haven't. I've been lucky. Yeah, I haven't experienced lucky. like seriously. Well, with, I haven't had with any games problems like this. It is usually the way it is. It also depends on how good. Like I mean, it seems like a lot of them are texture or graphic issues or eight hours of gameplay in a row. Yeah. issues <laughs> where the like things running. Oh, the, so other, the other one I love is actually well, exactly. I the other one I love is actually not actually. I don't think it's a bug. It's just it's one of those little things that they kind of overlooked, which was when you first arrive at Ilium, there's a woman standing there and she calls you over and says, "I want to talk to you," and she's telling you about stuff from the first game. Yeah, and she goes, and at the end of it, she goes, "You'll never see me again." Just yeah. want to say thank you. You'll never see me again. Then the next time you come through, she's still, she's still standing there. there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, there she is. Every time you go by, there she is. <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll be honest, um, and and this shouldn't really surprise anyone, but uh, I think this is one of the biggest leaps forward mm. as far as the gaming industry goes for getting great gameplay. Easy accessibility and dynamic dialogue, and and, and it really oh, is a lost art as far as painting a picture, giving a really good in-depth storyline that takes you on a journey. You mm. feel like you are saving the fucking yes. galaxy. Yeah. You feel like you know it's it's like everybody wanted to be when we were kids. Everyone wanted well, you and I. Everyone wanted to be <laughs> Luke Skywalker or Han Solo, or whatever, and you feel like that character. You oh, feel like, you know, absolutely. you... And, and it, I actually felt that, I felt that way during the first game, yeah. but this one more so. Absolutely. You know and, I mean? and the only thing I think that will even touch this game this year will be Red Dead Redemption. And I mean, everything Because we all I'm want to seeing, be a cowboy. <laughs> fuck who doesn't, man? And a badass cowboy. But I mean, it's just... Look, graphically, I haven't seen anything or gameplay-wise. Look, it, it just, even they further, man, go even further packages. than that. I have never played a game where I've sat down in a room, because this is what happened yesterday night. I went out and caught up with a whole bunch of friends. We're all big gamers. We sat down in a pub, and we actually basically talked through our different experiences. Not one of us had the same situation. Yeah. Um, the ending is so um, so tense because so much can go wrong. 
And Did everyone survive? Uh, everyone survived on my save, okay. but everyone else at the table lost at least one person. Now, did that? So, did, does that include? Because uh, apparently, you could recruit if you got the the collector's edition. You get Zaid as the mercenary, yeah. but you could also get. Do you get Ashley as well if you convince her to come along with you? I haven't actually had that situation, because um, I wanted to see if you could still pop that achievement. Did you get any of that, Shane? Or because I I, I I've got a missing gap on one of mine that's I'll, darkened. I'll see, ah, see, I was saying. Remember what I was saying to you before. Yeah. I've got everybody except two. One yeah. I know is Tali. Yeah. But the other one, I was saying, who is it? So but do you have the mercenary? You've I've got the done. mercenary, yeah. Okay, so, so yeah, there's another one. Now, I'm wondering if there was a, a dialogue line, and if anyone in the chat rooms played it, they should do it. But uh, if any of it has come up as, as you can play, have a playable character of Ashley, and enough Brokeback Mountain jokes in the chat room, thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, if you can have a playable character as yeah. her, or if anyone knows who the actual extra character is, obviously I, it doesn't I just affect you. Don't tell me. Download content. Yeah, I assumed <laughs> it, it was going to be. be DLC because that's just the kind of shit that they would pull. But um, I just. But wanted... who else would it? Fu- who well, I'm trying to imagine who they'd put in. Look, I mean, it's Keith possible. Keith David, a young clone of Keith David, to come <laughs> yeah. in and kick ass. That's uh, what somebody, a uh, Flamarian in your chat room, has actually said that his fish died. Mine did too. Actually, I have to say, I didn't realize. a terrible. I didn't terrible realize. That you actually had to feed them There's every a time you came on your fish no, no, no. tank. I knew, feed fish. I know, but I didn't know you had to do it every time you came back to the you know, ship. If you seduce the girl that's your um, second in charge, you can actually get her to feed your fish for you. Oh, all right. I'm working on that. You can do that. Because I've been buying every fucking model in town. Because the first time I bought a model, I was like, I I just have a thing where anytime I'm in an RPG, I buy, if I've got the money, I buy everything in the fucking shop. I don't care what it is, I buy it. And so I bought them all and I was like, model ships, gay. And then I went into my room and I was like, Right, yeah. right. And I, I saw I was I was playing and I said to my, my lovely wife, I said, Come up here, I want to show you my I want to show you my room. I said, I've got fish. I walked in there and the fish were floating on the top of the tank. <laughs> so, so sorry, Flamarian said in the um in the chat room, has Dave got Legion? Is Legion a character that yes. you can get in the game? Oh wait. Then, yeah. that, then that's the gap. That's that's the I one haven't that's got missing. Legion. Oh, okay, cool. Well then I did get all the characters. Okay. Um yeah, yeah. Um and Spoiler alert on that one, Jesus Flamarian. So, yeah, now we gotta go. Now we gotta go seduce our personal assistants, Daniel. Yeah, um, it's that's not of... hard for, for my character, man. She <laughs> she's a hot chick and she fucks any other chick. No dudes. No dudes. Lesbian only. Um, yeah, it's uh, it is interesting though because uh, the characters that you do get throughout the game are so diverse and so interesting, mm. and it is really interesting the backstories and all the side missions you have to do for each character. How badass is Garrus, man? With oh, the fucking ripped you know, face oh, and the fucked awesome. up armor, you know, man. Because you can get the fun. the loyalty armor for him, kind of like changes the whole look and takes that it's away. Mass Effect Digital Angel, Mass and Effect I was too. like. And I was just sitting there going, you know what? I really don't want to change that look because the look defines the character. He's yeah. changed as a person, and that's really cool. And for anyone that's interested or any girl that's in the chat room right now or someone that's listening to the show, you can have sex apparently with any one of them. I'm not sure about the robot, but everyone else apparently you can almost. Because I know Garrus is at least one of the options. Um, a friend of mine almost went down this the point. This is my target. This <laughs> is my target. <laughs> but um, uh, Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm... I initially thought I'd do her or Jack, but now I'm sitting there going, a little bit of an Australian what vibe I going was, on. What I thought was no, really no, I, I lost loyalty is all of the female aliens are really, really hot, whereas the male ones aren't. So it's quite interesting because my friend, who's a girl that's playing through as a girl at the moment, got into the romantic conversation line with Garrus, and then basically it got to the point where she had to say something. She kind of just looked him up and down and went, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so I'm guessing your friend doesn't like black guys then. 
<laughs> well, poor uh, Jacob had to kill his pops. Look, look, now you have to admit, she said it perfectly. She turned around and she said, I would have gone with Jacob, but he's just so fucking useless. And it's so true. He has to be the worst person like, on I, the I looked at it and I went, Boy, I've got loyalty with Jacob now. Whatever that's worth. <laughs> <laughs> Go leave him behind. I leave see, him, see you later, Token. We don't need you. I leave him down in the weapons room. I take. I take the Justicar with me. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. There's there's certain people like I I struggled because certain people you don't expect to be the kind of people you take out on a mission with you. Like mm. I didn't use Morden much because I found that I just kept looking at him and going, "You're a scientist. Go back and do science stuff. <laughs> I Go back to the I lab, never, geek. I never take him. I never take Jacob anymore. I did in the first couple, but then I started getting more interesting people to take. But out see, with I me. kept looking at like Thane, thinking like, "There's got to be a hand-to-hand combat function with this motherfucker. He's going to come in and do some fucking Grandmaster IP wushu shit on somebody." And it's just nothing. It's just, ah, I got a pistol and a fucking sniper rifle. I was like, oh, "Fuck man, that, he's man!" Brutal with that I, fucking sniper rifle when you get him going. I was like, you know, yeah, but I, I play all up close and personal, so I'm like, you know what? I'm taking the Krogan with me and a hot chick. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I must admit, all um, it, it is so deep and so well put together, I think we're going to have to stop harping on it because we're already at, what, um, an hour oh, and something? hour or twelve? So, so, yeah. so much for our uh, history of Bioware. History of Bioware, they did Knights of the uh, Old Republic hey. 1 and 2, Jade Empire, and uh, they have also we'll done do Mass of Bio- Effect. History of Bioware and Images. Uh, this is uh, Baldur's Gate. Baldur's there, Gate, there, that's there, one there, of there, their there, games. There, there. Uh, that's Metal, what's it called? Uh, Shattered Steel? Shattered Steel, that yeah, was there, awesome. There, there, Fantastic there, game. Almost uh, as this is, their, uh, this is their iPhone version. Which is fucking terrible. If you play that uh, game, it is, it is so buggy and slow, it's not even funny. I know Obsidian did, but you know, Bioware's made up of half of the people who did obs- who went to Obsidian, so tomato, uh, tomato. We've also got uh, the, their Sonic game. Which was average. Yeah. Never talk of that again. So in other words, their handheld stuff is awful. Yep. Their go. other games are fantastic. Uh, we, really oh yeah, don't bring up Dragon Dragon Age, uh, uh, Dragon Age Origins. Uh, we have to run game. through all of these because we do feel kind of sorry for uh, <laughs> uh, Beardy, uh, Beardy that went through and then found we all these. How about Stubbly McStubberson? <laughs> there's Jade Empire. Ah, uh, Jade Empire was awesome. Yeah, Jade Empire was a great game. Uh, we also have uh, there's your Dragon Age. Dragon Age. Yeah. Haven't played that. Still planning. And for it, last yeah, but not least, it's, it's snoozeworthy. Oh, I love that fucking game. Yeah, that's the old Republic. There you track. go. There's your, there's your retrospective. They have, they have an amazing track record. They have an amazing history, and um, I wish them all the best for their nec- next project. Um, because yeah, Mass Effect Three. Yeah, because <laughs> they um, they really really blew me out of the water with this one. Um, I haven't. Glad had you said that out of the I water. Was, I thought he was going somewhere else with that. They really <laughs> really blew me. Uh, that's that's not the sort of interactive entertainment I think EA were hoping for with Mass well, Effect Two. It's giving the fans what they want. But, but um, yeah, just so that everyone knows, if you don't have this and you have an Xbox, run out and grab this. If you also have a PC, run out and grab this. This game will not let you down if you're playing it on your um, on your first go. If yeah. you're playing it through on your first go or you're playing it through on your second, either way, you will love this game to pieces. So this is definitely a recommend from me, Dave. Look, I, I think that uh, if you're going to have one game on your Xbox. I mean, uh, look at entertainment-wise and stuff like, you know, your God of Wars and your, your Dante's and all of that. Mm. Great fun. You get 10 to 15 hours if you're lucky out of that. Mm. Mass Effect, if you play through it twice, let's say you're going to go through once good and once evil, if, you know, at best, you're looking at a minimum of 100 hours of gameplay and that's a dollar an hour yeah. of what you're paying. Now, that's the best entertainment value you can get. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, $100 is like, you know, half a hooker. So, I and mean, to be, if you and put to that be totally uh, cliche about the whole thing, it is completely cinematic. Mm. Um, my son was sitting there and he goes, I love watching you play this game because it's like watching a movie. Mm. You know, mm. and it's because people can watch it, you can play it, it's just fantastic fun. Mm. Mate, I'm astounded to see what they're going to do with Mass Effect uh, 3, especially uh, if this Project Natal and all this other shit comes into play. Mm. You know, what, what sort of differences they'll make because it's just all the little tweaks to the combat system that they've done are great the the melee upgrades uh you know it it really does give you the option if you want to be a long ranger you can do that if you want to be the one man wolf pack you can do that if you want to run through and just you know as i said i biotic charging somebody and finishing them off with a melee and a shotgun does not get old and that's 30 hours into the game already and i'm just loving every minute of that so Mm. you know um, and um i i can't remember the last time i played a game with such an amazing finish to the mm. game like that was why you wanted to play it again because uh, Flamarians brought it up in the chat it is such a cliffhanger it is a Gears 2 um, cliffhanger it's that well, cliffhanger what? that just turns around and goes oh guess what it's going to be really awesome when we do the next one but that's not for like a year so um, <laughs> why what we might do is you know perhaps Cut in a few weeks we might just you know like once everyone's had a good opportunity to get through and finish the game and by mm. everyone I mean me and Beardy mm. um, we might just do like a very brief just like Look back at Mass Effect Two and just have a summary of where we think it's going to go. I don't know. I'm just throwing. The one it thing out I there. noticed as well, just very quickly, is that the uh, uh, level ups is actually there's a lot less level ups in this than compared to the first one. Because mm. I finished the first game and I was at like what was it 31 or whatever it was by the time I finished. 31. I was level like 49. Yeah, whatever. But the point is that this one I'm playing through it and it's like you leveled up again. It's like I'm level 11. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it seems to be a lot lower leveling than lower. the first one. Yeah, yeah, it appears to... What, what level did you finish at at the end of the game? Um, I have no Roughly. idea. No idea. Mid-20s, 30s? Absolutely no idea. Fact. Like, I actually mean, um, I have no concept of what level I was on. I, I did want to um, did want to ask you, though, once you do finish, if there's any uh, missions that you haven't done... You can, like, you you can, can go back them. and You can actually s- continue the game after it's okay, finished. Okay, nice. That's a nice touch. Yeah. Um, anyway, guys, look, we're going to move right out of this section and uh, into our favorite bit, which is plugging us and everyone else. Except gonna- I have one small thing to say, just very quickly before you get a full go. steam and get angry and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because we don't like you when you're angry. Josh. Go, 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 um, go, go, go. The, the Dark Void competition. I would like to thank everyone for the incredibly underwhelming response that we've had. Uh, it has been awesome. So uh, unless you want Pop Shot to win one, I suggest that you, <laughs> you guys. Uh, I'm going to put a new post up. It's that beautiful statue thing there. And seriously, three seconds. Throw up a review on iTunes. Fan of the page. 25 words or less. Who will you throw in a Dark Void? And uh, just to let uh, Snake Oz know. No, you cannot throw me in a dark void, so I don't what? attack your... Because uh, I said you can't talk about anyone who's in the oh. car, platforms and everything. Because he said he didn't want me to destroy his uh, COD 4 and uh, Modern Warfare 1 and 2 uh, and uh, Red Ring of Death, his Xbox. So, uh, But look, I'm going to put a new, uh, a new competition thing up. We were going to do a couple this week and a couple next week. We're just going to do them all next week. But seriously, guys, five minutes of your time. The thing's worth a couple of hundred bucks, so you know, get in there and uh, uh, if you like having geeky gamery stuff in yeah. in your place, five minutes of your time—it's not much to ask for. Yeah, all you right. You will get uh, you will get uh, your money's worth because it is an absolutely brilliant, brilliant looking statue. It is dead sexy. All right. Um, obviously, we're going to get into local pl- um, w- uh, what we call local plugging. Um, for anyone that doesn't know us, for anyone that's new, or anyone that's just listening to the podcast recently, so that you know, um, 
the two sites that we love uh, so much at the moment uh, for all their support, uh, Gamespron. Uh, I do believe you mean Gamespron. Okay, thank you, Dave. My um, pleasure. Uh, it is a great local site that sort of covers local news. They're a lot more. Um, they do a lot more PC stuff than a lot of the other sites that are out there. Um, they are really interesting people, and they run the site very well. Um, go check them out at www. Uh, sorry, http colon forward slash forward slash www dot. No, di- no digital angel. It is not game prawn. Yes, game game prawn <laughs> is the is the wonderful district nine game that they came out with. Game prawn. Dot com is something totally different. Yeah. Um, all right. And of course, um, Oxygen, if you guys are into Xbox, if you're into the idea of community gaming, um, they have a great site running up there. They have really good reviews. They have um, done a lot of uh, deep reviews, as I've said many, many a times. Um, they don't just ch- chuck up little tiny posts. Uh, their posts are always long-winded and sort of run over a lot of commentary. So. And they have genuine excitement for what they do, Absolutely. you know, which is which, and enthusiasm, which is a lot of people are jaded in our industry. And it's <laughs> nice to see, uh, nice to see people, you know, especially young Adi. He's got such such zeal for a young and. Um, awesome. But no, seriously, he's great. His reviews are always entertaining. Uh, the site looks great, and they support us. So yes. I mean, what else do you? So do? that's http colon forward slash forward slash oxygen. That's o x c g n dot com. So go check them out as well. Obviously, now we're going to do our usual thing, which is plugging ourselves. Dave's already said it, but if you're in the chat room, if you're listening to the show, if you've downloaded this on iTunes, please just go into iTunes. It doesn't take long at all. Just click up in that search bar, type platforms, and give us a review. Um, Stars would be nice. Uh, The verbal ones are awesome if you guys track those up instead. Um, We really, really appreciate that. Um, We also want to put out a thank you to um, everyone that uh, put in for our We Need New Equipment Fund. Um, We have hit our target, and we are really, really glad. Um, We're not saying stop if you guys have spare five ten dollars um one week and you want to put it towards something good um we don't get paid for this so it is always great when we actually get those but we actually um we hit our target we have our equipment we're still in the stages of testing it at the moment but thank you so much for your support um we want to thank two people in particular we got a um we got a fifty dollar donation from splodgenator wow Um, Thank you so much, dude. It is huge to have that sort of money come through. Um, we always appreciate it when people um, are that supportive. Uh, the other person we had to thank um, was Muscati. And thank you so much, dude. We also got a $20 donation from an anonymous source. Ten, um, $10. $10. $10 donation from an anonymous source um, who we're also going to say thank you to because uh, he is awesome. Um, anyway, uh, moving along, of course, we have the movie show on the Saturdays at 12 o'clock. Uh, if you guys want to tune into that and uh, listen to the Geek Actually podcast, we go out live. If you go to the main site, it's just there under the live tab. We love hearing from you guys uh, in that one as well. And, of course, um, if you guys have any feedback for us, um, please write into platforms at geekactually.com. Send us an email either uh, saying something you'd like to mention about the show or whether or not there's something you'd like us to change or something that you think we're not doing right. We will take it under consideration. Uh, um, and just one last thing that you haven't got on your show notes, but I'll throw it out here. If you want to leave a voicemail for the show, mm-hmm. um, you can leave a voicemail for either show. Uh, all you have to do is say which show it is at the beginning of the mm-hmm. voicemail. Uh, you can leave that at 02-8011-3167. That's a Sydney number. It's 02811 3167. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. And um, just one other thing that we want to mention is our Tech Actually podcast, which is going out on Wednesdays. We'll be kicking off for the first time this coming week. 
uh, which is this week, sorry. Yeah, it's this Wednesday, week. two days from um, Wednesday, we will be doing that show. This show is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be me, Shane, and Beardy. We're all going to be um, talking tech. Um, this week, we'll, of course, be covering the uh, recent announcement of the iPad. So feel free to jump in. It's going and to spark be... that Windows Apple debate all over the place. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, thank and, you guys. And for, for fans of uh, me, I will not be on that show. Uh, <laughs> and for, for everyone who hates me in the chat room, you should tune in because I will not be there. Okay. Well, look, um, I'm pretty much out of stuff today. Thank you guys for being around. It has been a brilliant show. Um, thank you, Dave, for uh, being my co-host. It's always nice to... Uh, it's always nice to be a uh, thing. Thank you, Beardy, for running it all and making oh, it work. And Shane for covering us in the in the uh, chat room and keeping things in order. Thank you, Guys, Shane. thank you so much. Uh, yes, Flamari on an iPod does sound like a female hygiene. Um, uh, that's the I, uh, iPad, actually. And the new larger size, the MaxiPad. Yes, iMaxiPad. iMaxiPad. All right, guys. Well, look, I think we've exhausted ourselves today. We're all very tired before we even started the show, which is actually why you got less swearing and chaos and more of the actual interesting <laughs> and, reviews. And more, more heat and more South African accents in the, this part of the show. So I'm going to let us wrap up because Joshua is quite exhausted at this point. So mm. I'm going to say uh, thank you, Joshua, Shane, and uh, my good friend, David. And... And uh, and uh, Seacrest uh, out. <laughs>